Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Dribble podcast. The green side of Edinburgh is Hibernian. It's episode number 231. No. <laughs> no. It didn't quite work, that one. But I'll, we'll go with it. We'll go with it anyway. Good evening to my esteemed friends. A full house of wizards today. We have in the bottom corner for me, David Cowlishaw. How are you? Why all the chief... Oh, you bastard! <laughs> but sunshine on leaf. I will be with you. Thank you for having with have, having me with you. It's fine. Angry that you took his song away from him is Tony Lloyd. How are you? No, it's fine. I'm not singing it. It's fine. Um, just wanted an authentic Scott to sing it. That's what. Just yeah. So no, that's fine. Um, my heart was broken, but <laughs> sorrow, sorrow, sorrow. <laughs> and Tom Thrower, you are also here as well. Are you well? I was going to go with the uh, blunt force trauma of uh, sunshine on the leaves of the Powell of the Nick Powell tree, and it doesn't even work. I'm just bring it back. <laughs> it, it, it works as well as my right. Quick Dave, so we'll, we'll have it. Oh, we are here, gentlemen, to discuss a thrilling Stoke City one, Derby County. Nil, some three-word reviews for you. Vokes ruins football. Brown, world-class. <laughs> Slippery, sexy snakes. Veil, Veil won away. Didn't know that. Good for them. Uh, Max Newton here has just gone with, thank you. Uh, I, think you I think they're doing it on purpose. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So thank you. But that's two words on a three-word review. And then underneath, Martin. Martin, mate, you must do better because you've gone with Silence of the Lambs. And that's four. <laughs> it li- oh, whatever. We that have. balances out. Trading, trading the words on the three-word reviews. You know, if you've got a spare one, <laughs> send it off to someone else. Socialism. We have. <laughs> redistributing the three word reviews I like, okay, I'm, I mean I'm all for it uh, maybe too easy uh, Dyer Derby defeated Derby brown bread with mint sauce hippos, smash rams yeah, I'll be honest an awful image <laughs> <laughs> in my head that's like a really exotic meal Always sort of exotic and sort of studenty. <laughs> Hippos smash and Ram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blumenthal's yeah, gone yeah. too far this time. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, we 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 won a game of football. Um that's nice, isn't it? Dave, was it nice to watch? I'm I'm saying this, because guess what? I went to a park with my kids yesterday and didn't see any of the game apart from these highlights. So inform me, inform me what happened in the game of football. Um, I wish you'd gone to uh, someone else with that question, Chris. Excellent. Do you want me to tell you about how, how it was? Uh, can I tell you about Leicester Man United? Uh, the very good game. I enjoyed it. Uh, Iheanacho played well. Um, no, um, from what I can gather, Chris, this, from what my sources are telling me, this was a comfortable 1-0 victory for Stoke City. The attendance was zero. Uh, disappointing, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully yeah, we'll get a few No, 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 no. There was, there was, there was clear Campbell, photos yeah. of Tyrese Campbell there, so the attendance was at least one. There we go. Okay. Um, yes. We, we even um, know that. <laughs> Yes, we've been due a win, Chris, and I think that was the main thing uh, that I took away from it. It was the fact that Stoke City scored more goals than the opposition. Um, Just the one, though. Yeah, just the one. But uh, I think, 
you know, this was maybe just... I, I thought before the game that this perhaps could be an opportunity missed because we saw the um, debut of uh, Norton last week and I thought maybe there's a, you know, should we not be seeing uh, the youth of today today rather than some point in the future? Um, but I think we, we're still in the game of trying to accrue as many points as possible and just, whilst not threatening the playoffs, just trying to end the season in the top half and cement ourselves in the top half. So I can understand that O'Neill didn't want to go full caution to the wind and try all the kids out, especially in a game, you know, that we like to win anyway against Wayne Rooney, Frank, Lard, Darby, Frank Lampard's Derby County's HMRC Rams featuring <laughs> N-dubs. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, pleasing win. Sounds like an okay performance. Sounds like a terrible game. Uh, yeah. I'd have, I'd have, no, actually, that would have been a lie. I was about to say I would have liked to have seen it, but you know what, I'm fine. <laughs> Tony and or Tom, I am led to believe that you indeed watched the game of football. It, does it does it live up to the hype that me and Dave have, have heard? Was it indeed a game where one goal was scored, and apart from that, it was pretty meh? Is, yeah. Is it a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I watched all of it and I'd struggle to remember any of it at all, um, which we discussed before with a lockdown thing and all that. But I don't want to steal your bit, Chris. I just couldn't be fucking arsed. I was just staring <laughs> at it and it was happening in front of me. And then we scored. But I already knew we scored before I saw it because somebody said it in the chat. And mm. it was just a bit... We're just... Uh, Tom's going to have some positive things to say so I can just whinge, which is brilliant. Yeah, Jacob Brown. Um, but yeah, so I just I, I couldn't be asked with it. We're we're just broken at the minute. Nothing matters anyway. Didn't play the kids. Brought Vokes on instead of Norton, which was a bit shit. But I sort of see why he doesn't want to completely break Vokes mm. and maybe bringing him on for ten minutes does him gives him a bit of a lift. But gets him out of the house, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Josh Timer <laughs> came on for the last five minutes. That was fine. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was like we're just we're just broken. We're just we're not we're like a fucked clock. I mean, I'm not saying we are completely a fucked clock, but even a fucked clock gets four points off Frank Lampard, Wayne Rooney's HMRC's Derby County twice a season, maybe. Uh, it was all right. We won, didn't we? Yay! I want to just go back to a point you just said there, Tony. And it wasn't that I couldn't be asked to watch the game. Is why I didn't watch it. Although, if I had been given the choice, I probably wouldn't have watched it because I couldn't be asked. But I did. I did have to take like kids out of the house. No, uh, but I, no. <laughs> I was thinking back to earlier in the season where you were oh, watching the games and just couldn't be asked with uh, yeah, the fact that yeah. they were happening. Yeah. Yeah, I was more. Um, you, I, I listened to uh, you and friend of the pod Ben Rowley were on the uh, Rams Review podcast in midweek. Uh, pre previewing this game yeah genuinely really really lovely to listen to the guys on that podcast are really sound but that Super. podcast i imagine you you mentioned that i think it was probably more fun to listen to the podcast than watch the game and and you know what yeah i feel like i've got all i needed from the football without seeing the actual football itself tom you're a positive individual tell me what i missed but with this, with this stinking attitude of mine, where I can't be bothered, what did I miss? Excite me, Tom. Tell me why I should watch the football again. Um, I mean, first and foremost, this isn't an, this isn't really much of a positive. More of a 
<laughs> expecting Stokes negatives. And um, Derby are having some real serious uh, ownership issues this week that came to light, and Stoke uh-huh. beat them anyway, which is just so <laughs> unStoke. Um, uh, positive things. Jacob Brown scored and got the hug that I feel he has needed for several weeks. Um, so that's great. And Nick Powell exists. Can confirm <laughs> he continues to be a professional footballer who we employ to kick the egg around for us. And my God, I wow, Nick Powell. Mm, mm. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, the one thing I didn't miss, because you couldn't avoid it in the online discourse world that is the poisonous well of Twitter, <laughs> was that Jacob Brown apparently shushed Shushed the fans. He shushed Tyrese Campbell, the one fan who he, he shushed, didn't he? He went, shh, it's too loud. I don't like the loud noise. I mean, and that's got that's got an interesting discourse because it, apparently whenever a player does that, it's either the worst thing or fine, depending on if you're Joe Allen. So like, what was, what was, what was the... <laughs> What was the context of that? Like, um, d- I, I just want to point out that Jacob Brown's never been a Stoke City player while we've been relegated. So, for for previous shushings, remember for that. The, for those of us who um, went to a park yesterday, was it was it a, was it like a shh, yeah silence my critics or was it like what what was how. Is that how it can be conveyed? Is that how yeah. we read into the situation? It, yeah, it was a proper shush to okay. the stands, but obviously they were empty, so it was <laughs> it was it was quite odd. I mean, unless he was just having a go at Ty, then that's a bit weird because he's good and shushing the people really who give nice. him shit on Warzone. Could, ah, could yeah, be. maybe. Could Haven't but... seen him on there though, so uh, weird. I, I think we're maybe not giving Brown enough credit for what is a very funny celebration in the context of there being no fans. I think he's working on a level of irony that just a lot of us aren't appreciating. I mean, like, it's it's fair enough, isn't it? Yes, he's not, uh, you know, performed... Well, I say not performed. I say he's, he's not shown that... Uh, that magic touch in the final third and you know shortly after his goal there was another example yesterday of him uh, really <laughs> fluffing something he should have buried but I think it's fair enough isn't it just like yes Joe, Joe Allen's done the cup tears Klukas has shushed us my favourite uh, personal Stoke shushing moment is a Salif Jow against Portsmouth uh, when he <laughs> crossed the halfway line for the first and only time in his career, scored a goal and was uh, last minute winner, I think, as well. And he was, he was shushing us like, "Yeah, stop, stop having a go at my lack of goal scoring prowess." <laughs> I'm Salif Jow. He's fine. He's fine. He's 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 trying hard, and he's yeah, he's he's not that good yet, but he's he's a young lad, and he's he's. He's trying his darndest for the club, and there's certainly like, God knows how many shysters we've seen uh, through the doors at Stoke, rec- you know, in recent years. That it, see, it does seem disproportionate that Brown's copping all this flack when there's plenty of other candidates you could uh, late, you know, have a pop at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact is that I don't know what people's expectations of Jacob Brown were. But he's, we've, I think we've said it before, I don't think there was any expectation that he was going to play as much football as he has done this year. Um, but he, he has, and he's, he isn't 
I mean, he's not like a world beater or anything. He's he's average, I guess. Um, but he's still a young player. He can still still improve. I just don't get where the like the level of of anger towards towards him comes from. Like people are really really angry. Um, but then yeah, he's young and he does loads of good work. He just can't score, but he does yeah. occasionally score. He scored a couple, hasn't he? So actually, he does score. So he's basically just young John Walters, which mm-hmm. you you would think Stoke fans would immediately latch onto as their favourite based on previous. But uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, he's he's all right. Yeah. Well, there's definitely there's definitely a John Walters streak to it because I feel I can remember John Walters joining us and having a difficult opening time where he worked really hard, but things weren't quite falling for him. I wouldn't be surprised if Brown sort of either now or next season kicked on and found himself scoring like, like maybe double figures. Just, uh, just, just, and, and that, that, that I, I think I've said that earlier today <laughs> to someone who's looked at me like, what, an attacker scoring double figures in the championship? That's not particularly spectacular, but... Um, Stoke okay. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just, I, yeah, I don't know. He's just, he's wholesome, isn't he? He's wholesome, and that's what our team needs. We don't need more Tom Ince's sat on Luton's bench. We need more Jacob Browns running their asses off, maybe missing an open goal. But guys, you know, we need more guys streaming Warzone. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah. They do seem like a wholesome bunch of lads, though, don't they? And they do. You know, it's a it's kind of it's a flippant point for, point to make about streaming cod and stuff, but you know they they've come across well as a result of that, and people like them. People like them. Let's see some more of them. I mm. just feel really old when they start talking about <laughs> co- Warzone or whatever, because I just can't play those games anymore. Hey, speaking of cod, I had a oh. fish finger sandwich for me oh. tea. It was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking, oh wow! Uh, <laughs> um, Sorry, I loved it. It was it was wonderful. I've, um, I don't know if any of you have seen Pete Smith sharing this online, but he's he shared with us a table of our results against teams um, and and their relative positions. So we've we've lost both games against Norwich and Watford and Swansea, and it make, makes for interesting reading because as you go further down, um, you can definitely see that. Our ability as a team is very much in line with our placement in the position in the table. Um, we beating all the teams lower down, we've done relatively well. But against teams higher up, we are just yeah, we we haven't we haven't been getting those results. So we seem to be exactly where we deserve to be, which I think is probably an accurate reflection. Um, how does this team next season? How does this team like improve? Get... Yeah, like what does it what does it do next? Oh, I mean, Tom had his hand up first, so we'll go to Tom. Yes, Tom. I'm going with with two major areas of improvement, and if you do like seven out of ten on both, you're in the playoffs and maybe even automatics. So, <clears throat> first and foremost. We need to maybe win a few games against the teams who are better than us. Um, 
that that would always that's go well. And that's what, that's a really that's stupid the, point to make. That's like, the analytical but Tom, but Tom. skills <clears throat> bring you on here. Beat be, be the teams better than you. Wow, sorry, no, you'll uh, do better uh, then. Sorry, Tom. If we beat the teams better than us, then they become worse than us. So it's a paradox. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's crossing the streams of football into the the voice of unknowing Joe Allen forty eight game. Tom, did you really? Did you really put your hand up to say what no. we need to do is win more games of football? Well, I mean, you're not going to like my second point to my Good. hand up. Chris, you Chris, didn't like my first one. Lose fewer. Chris, I mean, we, so, no, sometimes you've got to call fewer, on the daft kids, for, daft kids first to get their confidence up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go on. Go on. My second point is, is that it, if you if you look at a lot of the results, particularly away results against the teams um, we are above currently, there is a fucking lot of nil nils in there, and all you need for a nil nil to turn from one point to three points. And again, this is ground baking analytic stuff from one of the leading lights of Stoke City's analytics. Is if you want to turn a nil nil into three points, all you need to do is score a goal. Fucking, so fucking hell. Come on, Michael, remember... pay me pay me hundred k a year, and I can tell you this like every other week. God, Jones was fucked from the beginning, wasn't he? If Tom was his biggest cheerleader. <laughs> oh man, Tom, that is inspired that's stuff. That's done. Favorite. We've sold football. We need we need to score more goals and win more games. That's how we improve next season. Dave, were you going to make us equally good a point? I I think we should I think we should uh, keep not conceding but carry on scoring. Uh, no, um, I think. Well, you know, to get my obvious uh, Tom level answer out of the way, we obviously uh, need. <laughs> Sorry, Tom, I'm being wow. unnecessarily rude. Uh, uh, we obviously having Tyrese Campbell back it would be a bloody marvelous start. We also need to uh, solve the Alan McKell situation with I don't know, possibly an of mice and men scenario for one or both of them. Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, and we need to replace them either with uh, a resurgent Sam Klukas, give Jordan Thompson a, a, a full run of games, or um, sign a new midfielder who doesn't make me want to uh, not watch Stoke. Um, uh, similarly, uh, on the wing situation, I think we need to either commit to having pacey wingers or uh, decide what our actual system is, because I feel like we're wasting... Jack Clark and Rabbi Matondo a little bit at the moment. Um, so whether we have those guys next season or not, or want to reinvest in a proper winger, I feel like that's the kind of key for us, is those wide areas and how they uh, link up with Powell and Fletcher. Because, let's face it, Stephen Fletcher's not getting any younger, um, and we need uh, a little bit more verve in an, in an attacking sense. So, again, if Brown can push on next season, then that's possibly one side of the pitch possibly covered but he but yeah we need some kind of extra level of inspiration so we're not uh, just relying on nick powell to do nick powell things <laughs> yeah yeah that is that is absolutely fair and tom i want i'm sorry i feel like i was really mean to you and i didn't mean to be mean i just it's want fun. you to know that we don't we don't we don't do bullying on this podcast 
It's fine. That, I mean, unless I was it's for right Joe Allen. About, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was right about Joe Allen. I was right about Nathan Jones. I mean, uh, look, explaining that we should That's win true. more football matches won't hurt me. This is true. That, uh, yeah, to be fair, everything you've said is factually correct. So, <laughs> once again, Tom has got himself in a position where he is never wrong on this podcast. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, some Some questions from our friends in the world who listen to this podcast. Um, we have... Topher Knowles, has, <laughs> Topher Knowles has come in and said, who would we give the Young Player of the Year award to this season? Um, I think I know who you're going to say, Tony, but go for it. Oh, no, I, I assume you didn't come no. to me for the last question. No, I'm coming you to you. My... you have, but you put your hand up straight away, to, like this this classroom that we've got going on, This you, your hand was straight up. But I think I genuinely know who you're going to go for. I assumed you didn't come to me for the last question, the previous question, because you knew what my answer was going to be then. Yes, I and did. the answer is the same now. Yes. <laughs> no, I. Oh, well, I thought. Okay, I thought you had a, a genuine answer for this one. <laughs> well, the thing is, I didn't put my hand up for the last question because I thought my answer was silly. But then yeah. Tom, no, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Tony, Tony, who would you give the Young Player of the Year to? Nick Powell's only 26, isn't he? <laughs> but Stoke standards over the last 10 years, that's his literal child. Yeah. Ah, he's just a kiddie. Nah, he's just a kiddie. Maybe Bursic. I was sure, Tony, that I would throw this to you and you would rattle off the fact that an Australian no, I... Scotsman was centre-back in this team and he was brilliant and that he would get it. But no, no. I've got to leave some of the good and obvious answers for Tom. Um no, I mean, all our good players this season, apart from Nick Powell, have been like 15, which is great. <laughs> yes. But then they've also got injured halfway through the season, which only really leaves Suter and Bursic left. Mm. Maybe Bert Brown's you give it, young, isn't he? Wouldn't you give it to... I mean, I, I, I instantly thought Harry Suter straight away. Like, that was my thought on Young Player of the Year. He's been consistent in the team. Like, he's he's barely <laughs> missed a game. And I think, I don't know, am I, am I wrong in this assumption, anyone, or...? Is there anyone else you can no, give it to? Not. No, like, I, have see... I have two yeah. who aren't Sula. Go on. One is a serious answer, mm. uh, which is Nathan Collins, uh, because okay. he's Nathan Collins. Have you met him? Well, no. <laughs> no. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he did a spectacular job at right back, which he really isn't, unless you're a Premier League scout, which he absolutely is, and he can't cross. <laughs> so remember that. Um, <laughs> and that was great. Or number two and this is really silly, is Norton, because he came on against Cardiff, and that was like time without Vokes being our only striker, which Norton, must be okay. worthy of an award. I was going to say, following off you, Tony, but isn't it funny to actually have young players in contention for the award? <laughs> rather than <laughs> rather than a 24-year-old Marco Anortovic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, he was good. But yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say Tyman deserves it because he came on for Allen, but he didn't come on for Allen. I've just misremembered that. He came on for Brown, who did fine. So uh, we have some more questions, if if I may. Um, ben Taylor asks, "What have we thought of the I Follow system? As a non-Stoke dwelling fan, I love it and feel more invested than I have for a long time. Also, think it stays." Uh, oh, sorry. Also, think if it stays, wouldn't impact match day attendance. I'd rather be there for sure if I could. Yeah, I mean, briefly, 
it's been very useful to to have it, obviously. Um, but what have we? What as a as a system? What have we thought of it? It certainly still has some weird technical glitches, doesn't it? I don't rate it. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I do. I love it. Um, it's great. Not having to drive to Stoke is just basically good because um, it's a pain in the ass. It's a horrible journey. Um, but yeah, um, have we missed that much by not being there? It's been a ropey old season there's bits of it i would have liked to have seen particularly the end of last season yeah no it's good though it's clever that you pay your 10 quid or seven quid if you're not in this country or whatever um and and you get to watch the game because it wasn't that long ago that the reason you got the season ticket was because it was the only way to get a ticket for every game so yeah, it's i i think it's ace hmm. a, a very nice be, be nicer there. if it was three quid yeah yeah yeah, it'd be nicer. I don't know. Sometimes the audio's a bit weird, and I don't. I, whatever, it's fine. I, here I am, just more Rotherham commentators needed. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Stoke loud and proud have asked the Stoke under twenty three side the of the thing really. <laughs> <laughs> it's holes in the back where the uh, Ukrainian mafia are. <laughs> this is Russia. Let's not forget. The Stoke under 23 side have been playing some really decent football for a number of years, but they don't pull in the crowds they warrant, bar when they make high-profile games like against Man City. Uh, should more fans go to watch them, and why do people think others don't? Um, and then they've had a series of replies where people are just basically saying, we don't have the time. Like we People have to make time to go to the senior games, but it ain't the same. But like, is, I suppose I'll rephrase the question in what could the club do to get more people to see the under 23s? Have them tour uh, <laughs> like the Harlem Globetrotters around the country because yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the main reason I haven't seen much of them is that I don't live in Stoke-on-Trent or very close to Clayton Wood, etc. So, yeah, chances of seeing them are slim. Um, I think that's you know a pretty universal thing across all sort of yeah. Uh, lower level teams. I don't think it's a specific thing with Stoke that we get a few more watching the under twenty threes if they're in a youth cup semi final, etc. So, yeah, um, it, well, it, it's a shame that they aren't getting crowds on this good run of uh, form at all. You know, given the pandemic and stuff. But um, yeah, um, obviously with them, uh, with sort of youth team products sort of more likely now to break into the first team hopefully uh we will see a bit more of an interest in the youth i think they probably are getting more of an audience now because a lot of them are on youtube oh, yes. a lot of the games That's are on true. youtube i should say not them like streaming twitch or whatever I just, we don't we just don't really have like the, the <laughs> we just don't really have like a culture of going to like uh, big crowds going to watch youth games with the exceptions of one or two high profile games like i remember um, my my friend, uh, who you've met, Dave Dan, uh, who, whose house we've been to the Sheffield Wednesday fan. Um, he lives next door to the Sheffield Wednesday training ground. I went. I've been in there to watch a Sheffield Wednesday under twenty ones game. I think once, and it was like me, him, and like eight other people who just turned up and stood at the side of the field. I don't feel like they're not they're not accessible games. Really, they're not like. I mean, they're not played in grounds where you can sit. There isn't really chanting. It's people who have an, an obsession with the club who I feel go along to them, and, and that's not to that's not to criticise. But they're not 
they're certainly not games that are set up for spectators, I don't think. It's it's not immediately obvious how you do it. I mean, obviously not at the minute because no football's really happening that you can go to, but it's not... If there was a Stoke under-23 game tomorrow and I knew it was at the Michelin or whatever it is now, I still wouldn't be 100% sure what to do if I went mm. there. Yeah, They could think... probably publicise that better and just say, turn up, we will let you in. I think as well, and this feels a bit counterintuitive for a relatively major teams podcast. Um, if you're thinking about going to a young teams game um, and there's like a local-ish non-league game on near you, sack off the under twenty threes and go and watch the team who really need your money. Um, mm-hmm. I, and then that's not like a criticism of people who go to young teams matches and stuff, but just there's there's a certain amount of football that we can all go and watch and enjoy and I feel something about youth team football should be that it's not in front of loads of fans and there isn't that Mm -hmm. hyper criticism of them and that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that is part of the step up so I mean it's great that our under-23s are serious and they're one of the it appears one of the more serious under-23s especially that win over Villa this week Mm -hmm. because they're they have some I mean like Louis Barry is a football manager legend and has just come from Barcelona to Aston Villa mm. uh, to play in their under-23, so fucking sick to beat them. Um, but maybe we don't need to fantasise on those too much and just let them develop as footballers mm. and not put too much pressure on them and just... Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah and... I think... Sorry, I, I think given the choice, I'd rather watch a non-league game between teams I didn't know than watch our under-23s in general, just because of that more competitive sort of the, the sense that it means a bit more to the club in general element than um, you know uh, essentially kids who are trying to break through into that more meaningful fixture I echo that and the non-league thing because mm-hmm. going to really low division football is ace and fun especially in Scotland mm-hmm. and also the, the ladies team, the women's yes. team who are so. a great watch and it's very cheap and often in big stadiums, good stadiums that, that have all the facilities still that mm-hmm. you might want. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I echo every single point. Well, the Zoom counter, because I don't pay for Zoom Pro, we just go for the 40 minutes cheap ones, don't we, over here? So it tells me that we've only got a, a minute or so left. Um, Tony, I, you're waving I have, frantically. I have a thing that I need to say, because I Quick. think... We need to dedicate at least some of this last minute and 37 seconds to um, our new podcast, and I'm excited to be here on the inaugural Wizards of That Julian and, Go- and Goy Goal from the Edge of the D podcast. Did you see it? Yes, I did see it, and I did post it to the Wizards Twitter, um, and I, I did a very funny tweet, which was... Um, <laughs> This could have been us, but Stoke didn't let a podcast influence team selection. Julian and Goy himself liked it, but here's the. Um, uh, but there was a take of someone else who said uh, he's done one good thing in a farmers league. Get over it. So, you know, an are you telling me view. someone on Twitter didn't get didn't take it as a joke? That's uh, mad. Um, Film at eleven, but still. (laughs) I mean, I mean, Nigel Pearson didn't get whatever team he was managing in Belgium out of their Farmers League beneath the Farmers League. So that's very true. Right, we're going to have to go because it will cut us off at some point. So thank you, Tony. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Up the Jacob Browns, (laughs) and we will see you all 
sometime next time, possibly, who knows. Stay safe. Go on, Stoke. My tears are drying. Thank you.